Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Tuesday, April 27th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tri beat writer. Hoynesy, uh, the Indians walk it off last night in the series opener against Minnesota. Uh, a really good feeling after that win because not only did they 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 do it against a division rival, they uh, you know came back uh, late they, twice in the game really, and 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 really they they did it. They, they saved Zach Plesak, you know, uh, he, he didn't get the win, but he came out and pitched his heart out. And if, if they would have lost that game, that would have really felt like a, you know, a frustrating moment because of just how good Zach Plesak was. Yeah, Plesak was really, you know, after the two starts against <coughs> Chicago, um, when he gave up, so, you know, 12, 12 earned runs on 14 hits in uh, not even six innings, uh, this was really this was really a bounce back start for him, like 7.2, seven, seven, two third innings, three runs, five hits, not a lot of strikeouts, four strikeouts, one walk, but uh, you know, you did something good when you're, you, when your teammates give you a shout out, a shout out in their, uh, in their zoom calls, you know, before they even start talking about themselves. So, you know, I think that everybody was pulling for this guy. Right. Yeah. And that's sort of the, the idea there is that it's no matter how bad the, the, the most recent two starts were, I think uh, everybody in the clubhouse really does have uh, is in Zach Klesak's corner in terms of wanting him to, to, to see him succeed. Uh, and that was certainly the case last night. Uh, really, the story was uh, two late home runs. Jose Ramirez uh, ties the game with a home run after the, uh, the Indians had given up uh, the lead late. And then uh, Jordan Luplo in, uh, in extra innings, walks it off. His uh, he's got the, the the two most recent Indians walk off home runs. Uh, he did so uh, late last season against Chicago in that uh, that series where the Indians really uh, rolled over the the White Sox and, and made it into the playoffs last year. Uh, for Luplo, this is he, he leads the team now in home runs. That was six, and he's got three against right-handers. Yeah, that was a statement home run, I think. And after the game, Tito said, "This is a guy that." Looks like, uh, you know, is, is, looks like he wants to play against uh, righties and lefties, and I'm not going to get in his way, you know. We're, we're just going to kind of turn him loose, and at least that's the impression I got. And, you know, on a team that's been struggling for offense, you know, why not? You know, this is, this is a guy that, that looks like he's ready to take off and uh, become an everyday player, and, uh, you know, which is something uh, in the outfield particularly the Indians have been lacking. So the Indians uh, chose Eric Gonzalez over Gio Urshela, uh, cut Urshela loose, and he bounced around, eventually ended up with the Yankees. Uh, then they traded Gonzalez to Pittsburgh in, in exchange for Luplo. And now after a couple of seasons, Luplo looks like he could be, at, at least for now, their answer in right field. Yeah, right field. He can play center field. I mean, 
This guy's hitting leadoff. He's hitting second. I mean, it's it's interesting to see just him swing the bat and, you know, just the confidence he has. You know, he was talking about that last night after the walk-off. He said he just came to camp with the mindset that he was going to, you know, prove that he could play against righties and lefties, that he, he was talented enough to be an everyday guy. And uh, he's, he's taken advantage of the opportunities. And, uh, you know, Tito is pretty strict left-right guy. He's, he likes platoons. You know, he likes to get the platoon advantage, but, you know, Luplo is showing him that he can, uh, you know, he can, he can handle any kind of pitcher. Well, you know, it, it's, it's funny you mentioned confidence for Jordan Luplo. I mean, this is a guy who, when he was at Fresno State, he was, what, the, the, the WAC player of the year. I mean, he obviously faced right-handed pitching back then. Uh, he was also on a team with Aaron Judge. I mean, I mean this is yeah. – he was a teammate of Aaron Judge. He's, he's got confidence. He's got a little bit of that swag. Right now, who would you rather have stepping into the box against a right-handed uh, pitcher, Aaron Judge or, or, or uh, uh, Jordan Luplo? Yeah. I mean, uh, we saw Judge over the weekend and – you know, the Indians pitched to him. I mean, he, he had a, what, a couple doubles, but he didn't, he didn't hit the ball out of the park. He walked a lot, but, but, you know, Luplo is, is coming on and uh, it's an exciting, uh, it's exciting to see that work or see that, you know, happen and, you know, hats off to the Indian scouts who kind of made at the time was a minor league, a minor deal, you know? Well, and it, it's funny because, you know, sometimes we, we sort of get on Tito about, sticking with veteran guys too long or giving guys too much leash. Uh, this is maybe an example of where it kind of worked out or, or Hey, and, and the sample size is small. Trust me. I, I know he could go in the tank any, any time now, but we've seen it through. He's played in 17 games. This is the most home runs he's ever hit uh, through the first 17 games of a season in his career. Uh, you know, it's, it would not surprise me to see him get run out there, you know, pretty much on a regular basis now for a while as they, it appears that they've moved uh, Naylor into first base and uh, sent Jake Bowers to the bench. Yeah. You know, and Naylor had a nice night, um, uh, you know, on Monday, three hits, uh, had a double off the left field wall, uh, played good and played well at first base. Uh, yeah. Maybe that's, that's, maybe this is the next move, Joe. You know, and, and, you mentioned Josh Naylor, you mentioned Fran Mill Reyes also really sort of tearing it up at home. Uh, Reyes among the league leaders. In fact, I think he leads the American league in home slugging percentage and home OPS. Uh, another hit last night. Uh, we, we talked about him running the bases uh, all weekend, but uh, really the numbers are, are sort of eye popping at home. He's hitting 405 and he's got a, a 1289 OPS. Uh, that's, that's pretty outstanding for, uh, you know, a guy who swings and misses as much as Fran Mill Reyes does. Yeah. And he had, uh, you know, had a hit last night. Uh, I think he, uh, he drove in a, well, no, he didn't drive in a run or did he drive? Yeah. He had a, he had an RBI single last night. So yeah, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's kind of establishing himself at home. Those, and those are quirky things, you know, sometimes guys hit on the road, some guys, they, and they hit at home and vice versa. But, uh, you know, well, we'll see. I'm sure this is it's this is a good sign for Fran Mill. And like we always say, he's he's he get he's a streaky hitter like most guys are, and he's just got to extend the streak here. You know, we can he how far can he keep? How long can he keep this going? Yeah, yeah, and I it, it's it's weird to see 
you know, when he does go out on the road, his, his reaction in, in different parks, I, I don't know. I, in Chicago, he looked lost. He looked totally confused at the plate for almost the entire series from what I could see. And then as soon as he got back to Cleveland, uh, you know, things just sort of clicked back in. So, uh, yeah, I, baseball, I don't, I don't know how to explain that. Uh, the Indians bullpen, uh, another bright spot for Terry Francona and, uh, and the club as they've, they've now won two games in a row. Uh, Emmanuel Classe uh, closed out the game last night, or didn't close out, he pitched in the ninth inning, didn't give up a run. Uh, James Karinchak hasn't given up an earned run. Neither of them have given up an earned run all season, but James Karinchak's uh, strikeout numbers are, are continuing to move in the direction that when we first, when he first got on our radar uh, as a, you know, a minor league pitcher in double A with those sort of video game strikeout numbers, uh, we're, we're starting to see that now translate over in, in Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, this guy has struck out seven of the last eight guys he's faced. I think he's got 18 strikeouts in, in 10 and a third innings for the season. Like you said, Joe, he hasn't allowed an earned run yet, either as Class A. You know, that's a dynamic back end of the bullpen, no matter how you use them. And uh, as Francona says, you know, time after time, um, you know, he doesn't have to be, he doesn't have to have pinpoint command. All he has to do is get the get, the, get his stuff in the strike zone, and he and is and it's so good and has so much movement that he can get people out with a curveball or a fastball. Right, and yeah, and, and that's why sometimes in moderation, you, you might not be uh, you know upset with a walk here or there from James Karinchak because the next guy in the box, a, a fresh slate, he he has a chance to strike out pretty much anybody in the league with the stuff that he's got. So, you know, his fastball plays mid to upper nineties and that curveball falls off the table. Uh, it's, it, it'll be interesting to see if they can sustain this, this sort of success. I mean, these are young guys. So we know that there's, there's trouble somewhere lurking. We don't know when it'll pop up. Hopefully it, it doesn't pop up in a, in a situation where it costs them, uh, you know, a game or two, but right now, class A and Karen check forming a, a back end of the Indians bullpen, unlike one that we've seen in the last 20 years. And then you throw Sean in there and he comes out throwing change-ups. Where, <laughs> where, where did that come from? Yeah, that, that's part of his new uh, repertoire, I guess. He said he, he wouldn't confirm or deny that he was throwing a change-up last yeah. night. He's like a KGB agent in his, uh, in his, uh, you know, post game. He's, he's did not, he's denying knowledge of anything. It's like, well, yeah, you StatCast tells us you threw a changeup. I mean, we, we know, we can see. We can see the slow-mo replay. You got three fingers on the ball. We know it's a, a, a changeup. So, ah, okay, why are you being cagey about it? I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I think he was just having some fun, but he played a big role in that game last night. He came in uh, in the eighth inning with runners on, uh, you know, first and second, uh, the um, – uh, Seattle, I mean, Seattle, uh, the Twins had just taken a 3-2 lead and uh, he comes, it relieves uh, Plesak and, you know, gets uh, the dangerous Nelson Cruz out to end the inning and then pitches, you know, a 1-2-3 ninth inning. And uh, Francona said, uh, you know, without Shaw, we could, they couldn't have been able to use uh, Class A in the 10th there to, to kind of nail that win down. There's never been a better time to register for Indian subtext and get all your Cleveland Indians news with updates 
from Cleveland.com reporters Paul Hoynes and Joe Noga. Get on board now by going to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians. Our subscriber-based service gives you the latest news, analysis, and more from the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing from the team and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on Cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your questions and opinions on everything from the team's name to that day's lineup. And it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why sign up? Hear from one of our subscribers. I'm uh, Jeff Heinerson. I grew up there in Milan, Ohio, but I now live out in Idaho. I've been here for 40 years, and uh, my son was born and raised here, and I got him as a birthday present, uh, your subtext. And I wanted to thank Paul for sending him a birthday greeting and to tell you that he is really enjoying the subtext. He even He's not from Ohio, but because he grew up with me, he's hardcore. Indian fans, so thanks again. Jeff and all of our Indian subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the Indians, and the best way to keep up is with Indian subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians, or better yet, text Hoinsey at 216-208-4346. Again, that's 216-208-4346. We look forward to hearing from you on Indian subtext. All right, let's talk about the way that this roster sort of sets up and is is composed right now. Uh, the, the big name that's out there and the big, uh, you know, sort of question mark right now is Sam Henches. Sam Henches picked up his first win on Sunday when he came in uh, in relief of Tristan uh, McKenzie against the Yankees. Uh, but this is a guy that I think Terry Francona, Chris Antonetti, they want to keep him stretched out. They don't want to make him, you know, a, a full-time bullpen guy. Uh, just in case they, they have an emergency, they need something uh, from the alternate side or from AAA uh, as far as a starter goes, what are they going to do with Sam Henches? Do you see him pitching in another game in this series and then maybe being sent uh, option down when, when AAA starts their season next week? Yeah, I listened to Antonetti and Francona talk about Henches, uh, Henches yesterday. My, I came away with my head spinning. I don't know. I think it was like a smoke screen. But I think what you said, Joe, I, I, I would think he, he's going to get sent down before they go out on the road on this trip to uh, Chicago and Kansas City. That just makes sense to me. I mean, you know, for, Tito basically said it, you know, that you don't want to put a guy in the bullpen and, you know, hurt his development. And like you said, I mean, what if they need a spot starter? If there's a doubleheader, they run into weather in the next two, three, four weeks, who knows? I mean, the next month or so. Uh, and they need us need a guy to come up and make a spot start or start one of the first you know first or second games in the in the doubleheader. You got to have Henkes you know uh, stretched out. And uh, if you put him in the bullpen, uh, I think uh, you know as, as Francona said, you kind of limit his <clears throat> development because he's not going to he's not going to he probably won't use all his pitches, especially if you throw hard like uh, Sam does. Right. That that that's the big key right there. Is I you know. You can get a guy stretched out in a matter of a week or so or whatever, but as far as him, a young guy losing his or losing the need to use any of his pitches, that's sort of the thing that that scares me the most about keeping Henches in the bullpen, even as a as sort of a you know a one time thing for this season. Uh, if if he throws hard, he throws a good curveball that he has good command of it. 
he, he needs to, he needs those secondary pitches to, to use. He needs his change up and his slider. It, his slider is the one that he's, he's working on. So if you don't put him in a situation where he needs to throw that the second, the third time through a lineup, then he's going to stop using it, become a two pitch pitcher out of the bullpen and might be very effective, but you're cutting off your nose despite your face. Yeah. I think you can be short sighted, you know, and you don't want to, I mean, they've done a great job developing starters. And one of the reasons they've been able to do that is they've been slow on the trigger to move these guys to the bullpen, you know, because, you know, a guy like police act is great stuff. You know, you would, you, you would see him immediately and you think, Hey, we, we, he could help us in the bullpen right now. But, you know, you also have to have the long view and say, well, yeah, he could help you in the bullpen right now, but what about if we, if we wait another year and, and let him develop as a starter and then put him in the rotation and, you know, a starter is going to be, is give you, going to give you more length and be more valuable than a one inning bullpen guy in, in most cases. So the way that this sort of impacts the roster right now, they're carrying 14 uh, pitchers. They've got nine in the bullpen uh, and a move pretty much should be made at some point. Uh, like you said, probably before they go out on the road to this, this trip back to Chicago and then Kansas city. Uh, I, I gotta believe a, an outfield bat, somebody like a Daniel Johnson, whoever's ready out of that group of five or six guys, uh, Daniel Johnson, Oscar Mercado, uh, Bradley Zimmer, Harold Ramirez, Ben Gamble. Uh, the most likely out of the, that group, I keep saying it over and over again, is Daniel Johnson. But, uh, you know, who knows what they're, they're thinking. It sounded like Mercado was the furthest away out of any of those guys. Yeah, you know, I thought that was interesting because, you know, the, the first few alternate box scores we saw, Mercado was hitting the ball like crazy. And, and then... Uh... We asked uh, Francona about Zimmer and Mercado, what, how they were doing, and he said the results have been mixed. So, you know, obviously they're seeing something. You know, they're they're Andy Tracy and his staff in Columbus are seeing something that, you know, the box score isn't revealing. So we'll have to see. You know, and I would, you know, I would think they would. You you said you named that group right, Joe. I think those are the four or five guys they'll make a selection from, or. Who knows? Maybe can Bobby Bradley be up here? I, I'm not sure. I don't know, but they've got to well, get another well, bench guy for Tito, I would think. Uh, yeah, and and I gotta think if you've got Josh Naylor, Jake Bowers, and Bobby Bradley on the same roster, who's playing? That's that's my my big question right there. So, and and then you got to think Yu Chang is is sitting there waiting to play against lefties as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I all I know is. It's going to be a, they're going to add a position player. Also right now, Kyle Nelson is up uh, at least through the end of this, uh, this Minnesota series. So they've got an extra lefty in the bullpen right now uh, because Nick Wickren's wife, Ashley just had uh, baby boy Camden uh, the other night. And Nick uh, posted a couple of pictures on social media. Uh, their, their family grew. Uh, Jackson's got a big brother now, so, or a little brother now. So Jackson is a big brother. Uh <laughs> Just, uh, you know, fun time for them. But right now you've got Kyle Nelson and Sam Henches in the bullpen. It's, yeah, it's it, it's easy and neat to want to just press the button and have some sort of four-headed, you know, uh, monster at the back end of that bullpen that throws 100 miles an hour with Sam Henches teamed with Class A and Karen Chak and, and Shaw and 
you know, just dare to dare teams to try and score late against them. But I, I think the the patient, the long term view uh, is, is probably the best approach with with Henches. And I, he he probably won't, if, if it's a choice between, hey, I could be a starter, you know, maybe at the end of this year or next year. If I go back down now, uh, I think he would choose that, uh, you know, obviously. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, guys love to be in the big leagues. That's what uh, that's what it's all about. So, but I mean, I think you're right, Joe. I think you know, cooler heads would probably prevail there. And uh, but th- you know, who knows? I mean, you know, we've seen you know if if the Indians are fortunate enough to get in the postseason, and uh, you know they don't they don't need a handkiss in the rotation. What what a weapon he'd be to bring right. in late, yeah. you know, right. God, gosh, almighty, that's, that would be, that would be a fun to watch. That was, you know, and, and I think that's what he's made. That he's planted that seed in their mind that, you know, one way or the other, he can help them. Yeah. Uh, we, we've seen, uh, speaking of making the playoffs, uh, what did you think of the first time seeing the, uh, the twins last night? Uh, they're, they're in a, they're a bit of a mess right now, aren't they? They're struggling. I mean, you that they had that COVID outbreak on the West Coast that you know you know put Max Kepler and and about two or three other guys on the DL or the the injured list. You know Simmons just came back. Their shortstop he played last night. They've lost uh, you know twelve of the last fourteen games. I mean uh, they're 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 struggling. They're and uh, you know the Indians are getting them at the right time and now you know just. Uh, when, when, you know, take this series and, you know, get some momentum and, and uh, get out on the road again and uh, in, to uh, play Chicago and Kansas City, that's going to be a big test. Right, yeah, they thought they were getting the Yankees at the right time. Turns out the Yankees uh, <laughs> at least, at least you know, knuckled up and, and got it done against them last weekend. But uh, hey, since then, <laughs> the Yankees have also gone back down south. So, uh, uh yeah, it's funny how the, the timing of the schedule works out. Uh, the next week in, in Kansas City should be an interesting uh, um, series as well. All right, uh, heading forward, uh, looking at tonight, uh, who we got on the mound for the Indians tonight? I think it's Logan Allen? No, it's, uh, oh, it's uh, Aaron uh, Savali's going Oh, it's Savali tonight, yeah. Uh, Log- uh, Allen tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, he's going against Kenta Maeda, who, you know, just uh, really owned the Indians last year. 3-0, 0.50 ERA, but Maeda has struggled a little bit uh, coming out of the gate here. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how the, if, what kind of adjustments the Indians can make against it, against Maeda. All right. We'll be back with you again with an update on uh, tomorrow's Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Yeah.